and just through the people around me that were really encouraging me to get to where I need to be, take care of myself, because if I'm if I'm not taking care of myself, pretty soon there's not going to be me here to help people in the in the end because I'm not going to be healthy. Everybody, welcome back to the Brian Sam's podcast. This is Brian Sam's, your host. And today is going to be a great day because I have in the studio with me uh, my friend and our student ministry pastor here at River City Baptist Church, Eric McKay. Eric, welcome to the Brian Sam's podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, man. Eric's done a great job with our youth ministry, my daughters in the youth group, teaching kids, loving kids, ministering to kids. You guys are doing a great job. It's been a fruitful year, hasn't it? Yes, sir. It's been great. Having the opportunity to see young people saved and baptized and growing. Honestly, there's nothing like it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what would you guess in last in last uh, 12 months? How many kids have been saved and baptized, you think? Uh, I would say easily over 50 saved and over 20 baptized, yeah, I would say. Tremendous. I mean, it just it just seems like every other day I'm getting a text from you with a picture of a kid that just accepted Christ. It's just been really, really exciting. I love how we've used it, leveraged the property God's given us to reach kids through our basketball ministry. And you're really using your experience there to really uh, make a difference. And that's pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Hey, we're going to talk about something today that's a little touchy for you, I think. But also, I think it's something that people need to hear about that are thinking about this subject. I'm going to talk about today, guys, why it is sometimes necessary to leave a full-time ministry position in order to properly align yourself in the right kind of ministry direction. So let me give you a little background here in a couple ways before I bring Eric in. I personally have had four men come through our ministry who came from what I would just call toxic ministry environments. They were overworked, underpaid, they had a lack of fellowship relationship with the leadership. There was actually no leadership team. It was more kind of more of a dictator type, you know, one pastor model, very old school, very traditional, very standards driven. In a lot of cases, the guys, you know, Eric will talk about this in a minute, but in some cases, uh, never had a day off, never had a family time, uh, just never had a gospel centered view of rest and balance and workflow. And I've seen the crushed spirit come to our church and I've had to minister and help people along the way with that. And I've seen guys really catch their breath here, really get back going again. Two of them are pastoring right now. Thank the Lord. Eric's in the studio. Eric's back in ministry again, full time, and even got another guy as an intern right now. And so we're seeing it happen here a lot. I mean, you know, in some ways, a kind of a recovery or refuge type ministry here. In fact, one of our ladies said to me last Wednesday night, we're recording this on a Wednesday, last Wednesday night, she just looked at me and said, you know, Pastor, River City Baptist Church is just a refuge. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't a preacher, obviously, and she wasn't even coming from ministry home. It was a lady named Leah Parker, who's just a faithful member of our church. And even her, she was from a, a kind of a toxic church environment. And so I love that culture. And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But even more pressing, Aaron forwarded me an email. It came in kind of from to our church this week. And it was one of three conversations I had this week. Three that have been probably 30 minutes to an hour each in phone call, email, texting, in a variety of ways. People in the same exact condition. They're in toxic Church environments, they're not happy. 
they're not, they don't have a relationship with their leader. They're not being mentored. They have a terrible work environment. They are underappreciated. They are not using their gifts and talents for the Lord. They're, they're basically slave-driven. They're tired of it. And so a guy calls me this week. We talked for a long time, shared a story, which honestly, Aaron, uh, you know, Aaron's in the studio, Jason's in the studio, Eric's here. I could have. I didn't even need to listen to him. I've heard it so many times. I could have put him on mute for the whole 30 minutes he was spilling his guts out because I knew exactly what he was going to say. I knew exactly where it was going. I'm tired. My wife is upset. We're, we're struggling. We get no spiritual leadership. We're not being fed. It's a toxic environment. We need out. What should I do? So here's what I told him. Okay, this is the counsel I gave him. Number one, you need to leave and you need to leave fast. And I would tell somebody, listen to me, you need to leave and you need to leave fast. Eric, which we'll get to in just a minute, didn't leave so fast and it it wore him down pretty bad. And I'll let him speak to that in just a moment. Secondly, I said, and you need to be very slow to pick up another ministry job. Now, that was a tough thing to say because if you're not careful, what will happen is you'll get in one of these toxic environments and you've been taught and ingrained that you cannot ever leave ministry. You've got to stay employed by a church. And if you're not careful, you'll jump to another church and jump right back into another toxic environment. So you got to be you got to be out quick, but you got to be careful. And I said, because of those two things, number three, I would say to you, you should consider being employed in a secular position and getting into a healthy church. Realigning yourself philosophically, biblically, realigning your health, your mentality and everything so that you can then be relaunched into ministry. I remember telling one of our guys several years ago when he was coming here, I would rather see you step out of ministry now for two years than in five years step out for good. And that's another interesting thing. People push back, hey, brother, if I'm called, if I'm called, I'm called, and the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. First of all, that verse doesn't even mean that, okay? Secondly, uh, the calling to preaching or pastoring, frankly, sometimes doesn't even apply to staff members. I mean, let's just be honest about it. Some staff members, what are they doing? They're functioning like businessmen. They're doing business. I mean, Aaron is my administrative pastor, Aaron Chan. And what does Aaron do? Well, most of what Aaron does, frankly, is something he could be doing down at a bank. Um, He's doing it for the Lord. He's also involved in the lives of people. He teaches. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm just saying the day-to-day finances, running papers, organizing events, Dealing with internet stuff, all that stuff is stuff that you can do anywhere. So, is it okay ever then to step away from a ministry, even for a season, to realign yourself? And I say the answer is yes. And some of you that are listening probably should have already done it a long time ago. And Eric, what would you say when I say, I think that sometimes that's necessary? You agree or disagree? Well, if it was uh, about three years ago, I would disagree. But... I've had to learn because I've been wrapped up and I've gotten, they say there's a safety in the multitude of counselors. And I went to a lot of people that were close to me and asked for advice on this same subject. And pretty much resounding advice was don't leave ministry, stay in ministry, don't get a secular job once you're in ministry. And I almost looked down, was looked down upon when I left ministry. And I think that's you brought up the point of leave fast. As soon as I knew I was going to leave, it didn't happen for another year. And 
part of that was because the advice I was getting, I was looking for another position in ministry. And I didn't realize that getting a secular job actually helped me to heal. And it helped me, like you said, to get locked into a biblical ministry and to refocus myself. There was a month after after I left the church that I was working a secular job and I didn't go to church for four Sundays. And honestly, I was to a point where I just didn't know what God had for me. And you joked, I joked with you a little bit about this. Like I had even thought about being a pastor just to escape the situation that I was in. And that's not the way that you go into being a pastor. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, to borrow an old illustration that's probably been wore out multiple times, I've say it like this, Eric, ministry is no place to recover and heal, you know, or, you know, borrow the airplane analogy, you know, if in an emergency, secure your freaking oxygen mask first before helping others. And look, man, it's not like you're above healing. I'm always healing, always growing. But if I am like broken and like about to fall apart, I'm having health problems, money problems, family problems, I'm stressed out and all those things are happening. That's you can't minister out of the full cup. Mm-hmm. You can't minister, as they say, out of the overflow. Right. And so that's exactly what I'm talking about. So, Eric, I, I want you to you did this. Yeah. So I would just tell us what it tells exactly what you did when you came here, what you walked away from and what you came here to do. So as I mentioned, it took me about a year to realize that it was okay. Um, I had started talking to Pastor Sam's for about a year, actually, that I was interested in moving in a different direction. So uh, when I was talking to Pastor, I actually started looking at several other opportunities that were in ministry. And it just seemed like one door closed after another door. But Pastor Sam's kept texting me and calling me. And just encouraging me that it was okay to take a secular job and come and heal. And that's exactly what happened because, you know, I was not physically healthy. I mean, at the time when I came down here, I weighed 280 pounds and I've lost about 70 pounds since then. Financially, my wife and I were in debt over our heads. We had college loans, car loans, uh, debt for moving down here. I mean, if you looked at our financial, uh, you would probably run. Um, we were in bad shape financially, physically, emotionally. I, I can't tell you how many times over the last two years when I was in ministry, the emotional breakdowns that I had. I remember one time going on an activity with our school. And when I was there, I just had kind of an altercation with one of the other teachers. And I just remember going out to the bus and literally I just cried my eyes out the whole time that I was there. It was just very stressful emotionally. And then, you know, the, the next thing that really, really was a, like in my mind where I knew something had to change, it was when I got married. Um, I was a single staff member for a while and I could, I could handle a lot of the working seven days a week, not getting any breaks. And I, I you know, at least I thought I could. And then uh, when I got married, it, it, things started to change. I started to see that not only was it affecting me, it was affecting my wife. And I just saw like even the interactions we had. We had less than five meals at home in four years being married in Minnesota. We were eating fast food all the time. She was eating one place. I was eating another place. Uh, You know, we come home. She was literally getting my leftovers. So, you know, between my health and my family situation, I knew something needed to change. And it came to a point where I had to realize, you know, I don't have to be in ministry, uh, full-time paid vocational ministry, uh, I can work a secular job and I can still serve in a church or, in, in, you know, I remember the first few times when I was here, you telling me and step back 
you know, take a break, rest. And I, I was kind of caught off guard because I was told the total opposite. And you yeah, know, let t- tell them about your, the the vacation I made you go on. Yeah. So <laughs> so great. so for instance, like I. You know, I'm not used to, even on my vacations, my wife and I, we went. Like, we did, like, I'm the type of person that, like, we go and we do things and we go 100 miles an hour everything we do. And so, you know, my pastor, he knew, like, where we were at. We had a lot of transition. We were going through this difficult time coming here. Uh, you know, I, we moved into a situation, we've moved twice already. We've had a child. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's just been crazy. And so, you know, we're getting ready, going on a youth conference and pastor comes to me and, you know, I'm all pumped to go on the youth conference because it's one of the, and he sits me down with uh, Miss Angie and, and Carrie's there as well. And um, he's like, you know, I don't think I want you to go on the youth conference. And I was kind of like, what? You know, like, really? He's like, I think you need to get rest. And like, in my mind, it's like ministry. It's, it's like, top priority. And sometimes it becomes that idol that God, even above, you know, your relationship with God and your family. And I ended up going on the youth conference. But after that, Pastor was basically like, you know, you need to read books, literally go stay in your house. Don't go anywhere. You know, rest, relax, spend time with your family. Don't talk to anyone, turn your phone off. You know, I I don't remember the last time I turned my phone off. Honestly, I don't remember the last time where I literally did nothing. I felt lazy. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, I should be doing something. It just felt awkward. But I can tell you it was probably one of the most refreshing things I had in 12 years mm-hmm. is just the fact that I finally was able to realize that it's okay to rest. Mm-hmm. It's okay to take some time for myself. It's okay to spend time with just my wife. I don't have to reach out and have be around teenagers 24-7. I don't have to... You know, uh, and and what it ended up being is is it was pleasing men and not God. And I had to realize that um, I I had a worship problem, mm-hmm. and my worship problem was that I was so focused on pleasing a man. And I feel like that's why the ministry idea of being in ministry was so big mm-hmm. to me, and God was so small. And I had to learn through your help, through God's help. And just through the people around me that were really encouraging me to get to where I need to be, take care of myself, because if I'm if I'm not taking care of myself, pretty soon there's not going to be me here to help people in the in the end because I'm not going to be healthy. Mm. Well, you know, an amazing thing about that—that that first trip you took, you came back early. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> he I came did. back early. I was like, "What are you doing, man?" He was like, "Oh, am I supposed to? Am I supposed to be back?" And I was like, "It's okay." You know, I, I was—you were still in detox mode. In fact, this last vacation you went on, your wife sent a text message to us because our daughter's in the youth group, and I, I can't remember what it was. Something funny like. Is Adriana going to be at this, um, you know, particular event? And I, I wrote back and said, "You are on vacation. Goodbye." <laughs> yep. You know, and and so like I'm going on vacation here. I was supposed to be going to Israel. Israel got canceled, and so instead of, I decided to take the time I'd already planned to go off and just take a vacation with my wife. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going out of the country. And uh, before I leave, I will hand Aaron my cell phone, and I'm not taking it. And he will huh. just be responsible for my cell phone for uh, nine days. Right. And, uh, you know, man, look, my God is not my church. Mm-hmm. That's big. My God is my God mm-hmm. and the Lord Jesus Christ. And and I think you nailed it, man. I think the problem with this whole thing 
is that we literally worship ministry. Yes. And, and I think it's because we have this unhealthy view. I, at least in churches like you came from, that Absolutely. I kind of was trained in, it was almost like this. If you're anything, you're called to ministry. And when you're called to ministry, you're elevated into this platform because that's the view of the pastor. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have in these churches, you have this huge dichotomy. What happens? Where are the twenty? Where are the where are the eighteen through twenty five year olds in most of these churches? Gone. Either they quit going to church, or they went off to Bible college. Yep, they're non existent in most churches. It's true, and that's because of the the way this whole thing went. I mean, drive, 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 go, 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 ministry, ministry, ministry. What else did, would you say were some things that you were struggling with that that led you to that ultimate decision? Well, I would say uh, honestly, like. Titles, titles, like I know that at times we're we're told, you know, you don't worry about the titles, but I feel like there's always this hidden agenda. I feel like there's always this thing that you're striving for, you're pushing towards, you're, you're, and, and again, I got, I know it all goes back to your wor- this worship problem we're talking about, but it's like I felt like everything I was doing, like I was told this, I was told from the previous pastor that you are to please God and you're to please me. Like it was the same level. And it to me, that was disheartening because, you know, at first though, like I didn't think anything of it. I thought, for, you know, and, and it took me a while to just really like change my mindset on this. And then you're taught so so much, you never question authority. And, you know, you never, you never do this. And the, when I did, when I went and I, and I, I asked and I came across in, in a good way to him, like he lashed out at me and, and, you know, I had prayed and fasted and tried to, and and really it was God closing a door. And, and it took my stubborn self a little bit to realize that, uh, you know, because I think the hardest thing to do when you're in that is to leave. And I would encourage anyone that might be struggling in this area that simply it is okay. And I think that's the big thing for me is I didn't think it was okay. Mm -hmm. I, I I was told and, and I felt like, man, I'd be letting everyone down. And I, you know, I still struggle at times with some of the anxiety and some of the worry. I've told even some some people and probably Pastor and Jason and Aaron that are here that, you know, anytime they even Pastor texts me or calls me, my first thought goes to like, what did I do? What did I do? And and Jason, I, he's, he reminds me of this all the time. He says, you know, you're not in the same place anymore. And, you know, I have to, you know, a lot of times cast down those imaginations. And Philippians 4, 8, think on these things, things that are true. And a lot of times, you know, my mind, because of it kind of got distorted, I have to go back to those things. And I, really a big thing that's helped me is a lot of meditation and memorization of verses to really just cast down those imaginations and think on these things. Philippians uh, four has been just such a blessing. And then even though what you've recommended to me is the Psalms and just kind of, I've started journaling. Um, journaling is a great thing. And uh, again, like I know that there may be people that are struggling and I would say, reach out. Don't be afraid. You're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to say it stronger. I want to say it a little stronger if I could. If you are in a ministry where you cannot have family time, where you cannot take a vacation, where your health is in decline, where you cannot pay your bills, and you cannot take a day off, where your spiritual life is strained, where you're emotionally about to snap, and you feel like 
the only thing that is good in your life is that you have a title. Run. Hmm. Yes. Like run. Don't don't play with it. Run. Get mm-hmm. away from it. I would rather sit in a healthy local church and be healed and be strengthened and be ministered to and even be reshaped. You know, we're a couple years into this, Eric, and I can tell, I mean, I can tell that you're reshaped. Even even, even as recent as it may have been a night or two ago, we had a conversation about something that took place here. And I could tell. I could even tell by the way that, you know, you sent me a text after the fact. And and you were being apologetic. You didn't even need to be. And and it was a, a tough, you know, kind of a delicate situation we were dealing with. And it wasn't a problem even at all. And I just remember writing you back and just saying, I just love you, man. It's all good. You know, the thing is, there are going to be challenges in ministry. There are going to be stressful things by nature. I don't need the additional stress of a stressful work environment on top of all the stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dude, I am stressed. Right. Okay. I don't need like you to stress me. Mm-hmm. And I don't need all these weird expectations to come upon me. And man, if I'm not spiritually healthy, physically healthy, financially healthy, emotionally healthy, I'm not worth shooting in the ministry. Mm-hmm. So um, I look, I get so many phone calls now. It's almost like I'm, you know, in fact, uh, I already have an internship program, but I've, I've, I, I have, I've even debated about having a track of it just specifically for healing, a healing track. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, part of it's so proactive, like we're training and training and training and training. I think there needs to be a whole healing, you know, wing. And in fact, speaking to one of our leaders here in an association of pastors in the city here, that was the first thing he asked me. We were talking about internships and training pastors, and they were realizing what we're doing at our church. That was the first thing he asked me. Do you have a healing track where pastors who are broken can come? And I remember saying, not officially, but they're all welcome. Mm-hmm. Because... I if if you're a gospel centered church, it is a healing place. That's not a hurting place. It's not a it's not a place where you're bashed and stretched and you're you know. I mean, Eric, let me ask you. I want to ask you this: How were Sundays for you oh, before man. you came here? Like, I w- I went to church and I tried to find any other ministry I could serve in, almost so I couldn't be in the auditorium. And I know that sounds bad, but like I. I would find any way, like there are times like I, we would do youth group in the morning and I would try to find things to do to set up for youth group because Sunday school was awful. You know, I just, I wasn't growing it, you know, it was just, it was very difficult. How'd you feel at the end of the day, Sunday night? Oh man, I was, it, I, by the time I got home, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes I felt like it'd be like 11 o'clock, you know, midnight, you know, I have two bags full of Taco Bell or something and you know, that was probably the best part, but at the same point, <laughs> at the same... Hey, listen, man, let's just go on record here. If two bags of Taco Bell at midnight on Sunday night was the best part of your Sunday, that is awful. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, I was drained, completely, completely drained. and <laughs> It's terrible. And, and, and I look back and I it was like, for what? Yeah. Like, I mean, the fact, like, I'm in a place now where we're seeing people saved and baptized regularly. And what was I? What was I getting there? I, I achieved some standard. I wore my tie. I wore, uh, you know, I had my King James Bible. I had everything like lined up. I was clean shaven, and I had everything like that. But like, where was the fruit? Like, it wasn't there. You know, I had a hard time even inviting people to come to church with me. You know, I would I would have ministries outside of the church and it was hard like to even get people to come because it was I was afraid if they came that they just wouldn't like it because I didn't like it. 
You know, it's interesting. I've had to make some fundamental changes to the way we do church here. And one of like one example would be the fact that we eliminated our Sunday night service and went to a two service Sunday morning format. And the reason, as you all would know this and could say it even probably more clear than I could, is that I want people to worship and serve. Hmm. And the only way to accomplish that without running them ragged all day on Sunday was to go to two service format on Sunday morning that allowed them to do that and, and give them the evening off. And I would be highly criticized for eliminating services or whatever, and that's fine, now, whatever. Um, but the truth of the matter is, uh, if you leave Sunday and you are anything but refreshed and in love with Jesus and excited about what he's doing in your church, mm. you're in the wrong church. Yeah. You're in I the agree. wrong church. I mean, uh, sometimes for me now, after a very busy morning and oftentimes a house full of people and lunch, and, and I'm kicking back about three or four o'clock, uh, I am telling you that some of the sweetest times is to kick back and meditate on all that God did hmm. and even connect with some of our church members and follow up with some visitors, et cetera. And that's basically what we're saying. You yeah. want to get to a place of spiritual, emotional, financial, physical health. Absolutely. And the only way sometimes you're going to be able to do that is if you step back, pull away from ministry, and get healed. You know, it's an amazing thing, Eric. God had a plan. Yes, sir. I mean, here you are now. You're, you're back full-time at church. You're full-time at my church. The Lord worked it out in His way, and I'm thankful that you were willing to step out and uh, do that. And I would say to anybody listening, because I've talked to you, several of you, and you would, you would you if you need help, let us know. But do not stay in a paid ministry position just because. Make sure that your spiritual health and the health of your family is your priority. Well, thanks for joining us, Eric, today. It was awesome to have you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having uh, me. Thanks for serving with us, man. We love you here and thank God for you. And thanks for listening again, guys. We look forward to the next episode of Brian Sam's podcast where we learn about life, leadership, and ministry. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you once again for joining us today here at the Brian Sam's podcast. Be sure to visit briansams.com for the show notes, subscribe to the podcast, and if you're interested in being a guest on the Brian Sam's podcast, you can reach out to me at Jason at rivercitybaptist.church.